Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, Julia just jumped in to scream, Thank God it's Friday! And uh, we are certainly glad. You can listen to Lori and Julie, of course, at three here on My Talk 1071. But we've still got two hours of show for you. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back on Monday. Fingers crossed. She's feeling a little under the weather today. Uh, we've got Rob running the board, and we've got some food coming up later in the hour. A new mm. cheat day. I'm very excited. But now we have to find out what Holly is watching on the TV. Let's uh, hear a little of what we're watching live. Here's what, what we're, we're watching, watching live. live. Do, 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 do. Here's what I'm watching live, Bradley. I want to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> I want to tell you about two shows that I've watched recently. We're gonna fire that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, here we go. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Team Cobra presents. Here's, here's what we're here. watching live. live. All right, so Bradley, I've been watching two TV shows in the past couple of weeks. Well, one of them I've been watching since it debuted last summer, and that is what I think is the best show on TV right now, and it's a show called Succession over on HBO. Have you heard of Succession? Succession, You know, I'm so glad you brought this one up because I will definitely start watching the show this weekend because you are the... 3,486th person to tell me that I need to be watching Succession. Um, so I will do so. I know, here's what I know. You tell me what, uh, if that's different or not. Yep. From uh, the truth. It sounds like it's sort of a, like, Dynasty meets um, Fox News family. Or not Fox News, but like the Murdoch family empire. Sounds about, that's close. Yeah. It's not as, mm, melodramatic as dynasty so we're not necessarily getting the joan collins linda evans cat fight type of thing but but it is loosely inspired by the murdoch family the murdoch family news corporation rupert murdoch fox etc etc a media empire family so this show follows the roy family okay and uh, they have a media conglomerate it's called waystar royco logan roy played by brian cox is the rupert murdoch figure of the family okay and then he's thinking about maybe leaving the business or how is he going to structure it when he passes away Mm. or when he decides to leave? Well, he has four children, but who's going to take over for dear old dad? So presumably more than one person wants to take over the family business. Yes. And therefore you've got, you know, um, the family fighting over it, fighting, infighting, drama, possible deaths other things happening here with the roy family it's bradley's succession is so delicious in its writing i mean you hate all the characters so you you hate them all you said (laughs) um earlier that this is one of the 
if not the best thing that's happening on television right now. Yeah. Why do you say that? So the premise sounds, you know, appealing in a sort of dramatic way. It's sort of au courant, mm. if you will. But like what what specifically about this series do you think makes it one of the best things on TV right now? Well, it's two things. It's the writing, okay, which uh, a lot of the writing is done by the series creator, Jesse Armstrong. I believe that he won an Emmy okay. uh, earlier this week for his writing on Succession. And then it's the cast. The cast, the acting, uh, a couple of names you might be familiar with. Well, Brian Cox is one of them. Kieran Culkin, the brother of Macaulay Culkin. He plays one of the children. Uh, Alan Ruck, who was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, among other things. So it's a lot of those that guy character actors sure. uh, that are in this show. But it's just so deliciously written. These people are spectacularly disgusting. And even just based on the premise of it, I'm kind of like with you, Bradley, when I first started the show, I'm like, well, why do I want to watch a bunch of rich twits fight over who's going to take over the family business? Yeah, exactly. But then you get invested in the characters and the delicious dialogue that they deliver to each other and uh, the diabolical ways that they scheme against each other. Uh, It's in its second season right now. I was going to ask. So first of all, where is it streaming? HBO. Okay, so HBO. Um, it's in its second season. How many episodes in a season, roughly? Well, I mean, how many episodes in the first season so far? Well, there's 17 episodes so far. Okay. So I want to say that there are 10 episodes per season. Okay. And also, this show is executive produced by Will Ferrell, among oh, other people. I did not know that. So there is that streak of dark comedy in this. It's not a straight-up drama. They do hilariously maniacal things in this show. Interesting. Okay. So it has a, a satire element to it. So it's not just like, oh, we're going to see who takes over as CFO of the company. Who cares? Blech. No, the, I, this show is so well written. The cast, the guest stars in season two include Holly Hunter, Sherry Jones. She's just like one of the best actors ever. And when you get to see these people play against each other, it's very rewarding. So I highly recommend go watch Succession now. All the episodes are available on HBO On Demand. Awesome. So uh, do we know that it's going for a third season? I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't. I mean, assuming that's what they want to do, because, it, again, I hear about this show. Not a day goes by that somebody doesn't bring this show up in casual conversation. So I'm definitely adding this to my list. Yay! Now, um, if you're just joining us, we're talking about what we're watching live. And Holly is watching Succession. But also, you watched a, a documentary um that I think has been out for a while and piqued my interest when it first came out and I have yet to view it. Tell us more about this. So while I was on vacation, flying to and fro, I watched the four-part documentary, Jonestown Terror in the Jungle. Okay, so Jonestown, of course, that cult from the 1970s where everybody ended up drinking a bunch of Kool-Aid. Yeah, so it's about the members of the People's Temple That was an organization slash cult that was led by Jim Jones, and they became famous when almost a thousand people died by mass suicide in the South American jungle. So this is a four-part documentary that lays out what was happening in the People's Temple, who Jim Jones was, and how these people got to that place where ultimately many of them lost their lives, basically at the hand of this cult leader, Jim Jones. Now, this story it was sensational when it happened back in the 1970s. And you may be familiar with uh, maybe the overarching story about what happened. I mean, the, the phrase, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. That comes from Jim Jones and the People's Temple. Because they did. Because they did. 
It's also a fascinating story because I whether I, I, don't, I listened to an interview and it must have been when this documentary first came out with um, somebody who was behind the documentary. I was just reminded of this story because it's, again, one of those sort of pop culture. I hate to say pop culture stories, but it is, even though it's so tragic. But that sort of um, the popular culture paid attention to, I you know, from the time I was young uh, all the way through, there have always been these sort of moments where people, you know, hearken back to, you know, Jim Jones or some of the other, you know, whether it's the Manson murders or just these like moments that were extremely tragic. But then it makes you wonder where did how did this happen? Yeah. And one of the fascinating things about this story is that you had all these people that were very altruistic and very, you know, focused on something very good or what they thought was very good. And this person who seemingly was doing a lot of work to benefit people and to help people all of a sudden becomes one of the most murderous people um, you know, in the modern age, just, um, you know. Yeah. And Jonestown Terror in the Jungle, through the four episodes, you will discover how that happened. Where did Jim Jones come from? How did the People's Temple develop from something that was seemingly altruistic yeah. into something that was truly awful? And you get to talk to people who escaped the People's Temple. You talk to several of Jim Jones's children. Well, remember they killed a congressman? Yeah. And they, yeah. And you, you get you find out all of the um, mechanisms and the uh, just really sadistic things that were happening in the People's Temple. But, yeah, it informs you in a way that if you don't know the story now, if you've done a lot of research, if you read a lot of books, this might not be for you. But if you want an understanding of what happened with the People's Temple with Jim Jones and you don't know, then I highly recommend that you go find Jonestown Terror in the Jungle. Now, it's on Sundance TV. You can uh, buy the whole series season over on Amazon for $10. Okay. And I highly recommend that you do that if you're interested. Awesome. Thank you, Holly, if you're a true... I I would put that in the true crime category, right? It's certainly of that... I I think it would be genre, even though it's it's so much more than that. But again, um, two fascinating things that Holly is watching. Thank you for sharing. Now, when we come back, how about something fascinating we can stick in our pie holes? It's Friday, which means it's time for a cheat day. And I hope, fingers crossed, that that cheat day is waiting for us in the vestibule. And it'll be right here in the studio when we come back on My Talk 1071. Well, it really is the best part of any Colleen and Bradley show during the week. Here on My Talk 1071, I'm Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts, Rob running the board. Colleen will be back on Monday. It is Friday. It is the best part of the show. That's because it's time for a cheat day. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. And we're about to. Holly, we've got a brand new food item, uh, new to the world anyway, relatively speaking. So whenever that happens, we like to stick it in our pie hole, give our thoughts and opinions about it. And, you know, we really do the heavy lifting. We do it for you so that you don't have to waste your time with uh, things that are not worth the calories. Mm -hmm. So before we throw dietary caution to the wind, kids, and each one of us has this item in front of us, so uh, we'll each be able to take a, a sample. Holly, tell us what we have uh, in front of us today. Well, Brad, you alerted me to this new item at Taco Bell yesterday. I had no idea it even existed, but we're going to try the toasted cheddar chalupa. So it's kind of like the name explains. The cheddar is on the outside of the shell. It's a chalupa, so it's a deep fried soft shell taco. And then each of us, Bradley, Rob, and myself, have a different innard 
Innard. I think the protein is the word you're looking <laughs> for. A different protein. That's what a normal person would say. Holly, of course, goes with innard. Yeah. Um, it's actually not innards, although I'm sure, you know, uh, <laughs> there might be some innards in mine. Yeah, you Because know. I have the ground beef. So there's a ground <laughs> beef one, a chicken one, and a steak one. Holly, you have the chicken one. I Rob, have the you have the steak one. You got the fancy one, Rob. I, I love some old school uh, ground beef. Uh, and, uh, to add to your description, it is the toasted cheddar chalupa. It has arrived at Taco Bell, and as they describe it on the Taco Bell website, it's not your mama's chalupa. Mm. That sounds dirty. Yeah. It's not your mama's chalupa. Now, I'm going to say, on first inspection, looking at the chalupa shell, yeah. my first impression, and I said this during the break, that it looks like my taco has leprosy. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that's a selling point. Thanks for uh, <laughs> well, making it, it sound look sexy. Look at the shell, though. Because- I would say eczema. But you could say, uh, you know, leprosy. It looks diseased is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, the and reason, so what Holly is talking about, we're, if you want to watch, by the way, if you're not watching on Facebook Live, you can see what we're talking about. It actually looks really good to me, if you ask me, because what they've done is they've taken the chalupa shell, which is that deep fried flatbread experience, um, and then they've dusted it or hugged it with uh, cheese and then deep fried it so that it's toasty, I'm assuming. Yeah. What does it smell like to you? It smells like Taco Bell. Because like all fast food, they have their own scent profile that is very distinct. Which is what? I don't know. Taco Bell stank. I mean, it's a good thing because you know when you're smelling Taco Bell. deep fried, right? You get that like oily, deep fried smell. And it's kind of hot. And I smell, oh, it smells good. It actually smells like it should be something like sweet, like a donut. Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, it's got the lettuce, tomato, cheese, and then meat and sour cream. All right, Holly. While I'm uh, cramming in your hole, using words. Mm-hmm. Or, you no, you, you, Bradley. Okay. You eat. You eat first. I will take a taste. Gentlemen, first. Bradley is eating the chalupa right now. The chalupa, toasted cheddar chalupa. Mm. Oh, oh. Mm. 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 and yeah. Okay, so he had the ground beef version. He's chewing it now. The mmms indicate that's good. That's really good. You know what I like about it? The scabs. The okay, <laughs> let's let's please try to make it sound a little more appealing. The toasted cheese, Holly. Oh, you can hear the crunch. It's salty. It's it's very nicely cheddar-y. Have you ever um, you know, like made nachos or something in the oven, or you've had nachos that have come out of the oven and the cheese that's actually in the oven gets real hard and crispy? Yeah. That's what it tastes like. And I I really like that. I like crunchy. So many times things from fast food are like limp. Well, and you get the soft experience. And I will say that chalupas are... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Never on my Taco Bell order because Taco Bell, you have your order, you have your standbys, and you always get what you always get. And Chalupas are never on them, but it has that nice, crunchy exterior, and then it has the softness (laughs) of the tortilla. So, Rob, what do you think? You've been uh, snacking over there on your side of the wall? Well... First of all, I'm really hungry, and I'm really glad that somebody brought one and invited me to participate, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, I have not been to a Taco Bell in probably 15 years. For fast food, I'm more likely to grab a wrap at Mississippi Market. Oh, look at you fancy. Like that spicy turkey that they have. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, and this is something that I would eat, though, late at night with a beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely good fast food. I, I would, think. I, I would, I would pass on the sour cream. Okay, uh, but other than that, I like it. All right, awesome, um, Holly. What do you think? Is this something you would actually go and order? This is something that, if put in front of me, I would definitely eat. I may finish the chalupa that I have in front of me. This is something that I'm not going to add to my Taco Bell order, though. Really? Yeah, because See, I, I have I... my. You have your, the order, and when you go to Taco Bell, it's comforting. My order is a Crunchwrap Supreme, two chicken soft tacos, and a bean burrito. Extra fire sauce, please. This would be added with the fire sauce. Mwah! Then I'd give it the chef's kiss. I give this the chef's kiss. I give it the chef's kiss. All right, so. Wrong. So now we have, okay, so now we had our cheat day Friday experience with Taco Bell's toasted cheddar chalupa. Now our task is to give it a rating out of Mm. five Cobras, Bradley. This is hard. How many Cobras? So just keep in mind, I'm judging this on a fast food item. Uh Um, Because I will say the one thing that always I struggle with fast food that's deep fried is it always has that like back of your mouth bitter thing happening. There's a little bit of tang. There's a little bit of that back there, but... Overall, this is a really good fast food like Taco Bell item, I think. It's not flabby, it's not flimsy, it's crunchy, it's hefty. I'm gonna give it <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nice solid ooh, 3.75. 3.75 for Bradley. I'm gonna give the toasted cheddar chalupa 3.5 out of five cobras. It's nice. I'd yeah. eat it again. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, what do you give it out of five cobras? Whatever's in the middle between 3.5 and 3.75. Okay, that'd be like three point six something. Six something. Math. All right. <laughs> that again is the toasted cheddar chalupa from the Taco Bell. That was our cheat day Friday experience. When we come back, and by the way, you can watch the video if you want to see us eating food. On our Facebook Live at MyTalk1071.com's Facebook page. When we come back from cheat day to D bags, find out what celebrities are behaving badly upon our return right here on MyTalk1071. It's a wonderful Friday afternoon here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing all things entertainment style at MyTalk1071.com and on the app. Download it if you haven't. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today and Rob running the board. Okay, so we go from really tasty food to really dumb celebrities. It's time for your D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Is your celebrity D-bag today, Holly? Mm, thanks for asking, Bradley. My celebrity D-bag is actually a publication. Oh, okay. Why for? That publication would be people.com. Oh. Because of the article. Frequent, frequent flyer. 
I mean, people.com. It's a mix between weird celebrity news and scary true crime that, ugh, I digress. Anyway, so this one, this is a story about Jessica Simpson. And Jessica Simpson has made headlines this week because she shared on her Instagram account that she has lost 100 pounds since giving birth to her third child, Birdie Mae, earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And so people were talking about it because that's what these publications do. They go to celebrity Instagram accounts and then they make full articles about their posts. But it's not the article that is writing about Jessica Simpson's Instagram post. It's the way that they're writing about it. That makes them my D-bag of the day. Okay, what are, what are they saying? Basically, now it is becoming a paid plug for Jessica Simpson's longtime personal trainer, Harley Pasternak. He says that uh, she has lost all of that weight outside of the gym. And it's a byproduct of her healthy lifestyle. And by the way, he recently launched a sugar detox program called Sweet Kick. Okay, so So. you're just trying to sell me some stuff. Nice try. I see what you're doing here. Exactly. And what they're saying, all right, so losing 100 pounds is a pretty significant milestone, and it takes a lot of work and effort. But what they're trying to say here in this article is that she didn't lose all of that weight by hitting the gym hard and really uh, focusing and reining in on her health and nutrition. No, she just did it had a more holistic approach to it. Okay, what does that actually mean? Thank you, Bradley, for asking. That doesn't sound like a real thing. Because it isn't a real thing, Bradley. It's just that she, you know, was uh, taking, getting in her steps. Here is how Jessica Simpson lost all of that weight outside of the gym. She got in her steps, unplugged from technology for an hour. Mm. She got some sleep, and she ate healthfully, and she exercised. And this was over how long? This was probably over the course of six months, I would say. So March okay, so to she's September. Saying that she, I mean, here's what they're trying to get you to buy. That, uh, that she lost 100 pounds in six months, which is how many pounds a month? 15? I don't know. I can't do math. <laughs> I thought for sure you would have it like, on your fingertips. No. Why so didn't she, do that? <laughs> So she lost, but that's a lot of weight to lose in a month. That's a lot of weight. And that's why this story made made headlines in the first place when Jessica Simpson shared that story is because it's like, oh, my gosh, that is a that is a lot of weight in a little amount of time. You, You essentially lost a human being in six months. And okay, so I know people lose weight at different rates and people do things in different ways. And there are all sorts of ways that you can, you know, lower the number on the scale. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. It's not a direct reflection of blah, 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 all of that stuff. But I just have to say the this idea that you just got some sleep, turned off your phone, walked more and like watched, you know, had a sensible, you know, lean cut of meat and some steamed veggies for six months is going to get you to lose 100 pounds. As somebody who has lost, I lost 60 pounds once in my life. Um, and this is my only point of reference, which is why I bring it up. And that was six over six months of incredible work and like working out sometimes twice a day, eating a very calorie restrictive diet. Like, just completely upending my entire life. And that was a choice that I made, and that was a thing that I did, and I'm not alone, and that's not, like, the only way you can do those things. But my point is, the notion that somebody could lose 100 pounds just by sort of, like, casually 
just, you know, turning off Instagram and going for a feel stroll. Like there's more than that, which makes me wonder what they're trying to sell me to get me to believe that that's an acceptable um, solution to well, the problem. I can answer that question for you, Bradley. I know exactly what they're trying to sell. It's Haley Pasternak's body reset diet. Oh, oh look at that. Look at that. Is that a book or a, like you got to it's an app that you got to pay twenty nine ninety five a month or what? Well, I think it's a book. And here's what the advice uh, that Haley Pasternak has to give on this People.com article. It's three meals and two snacks a day. And each meal has protein, fiber, and fat. And snacks are protein and fiber or protein and fat. And she'll, you know, maybe one night have a tortilla soup or maybe a little Tex-Mex. If she overindulges at a birthday party or on a date night, she can just balance that out in the next couple of days. So it's not too painful. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, Here's the thing. Significant weight loss like that is going to be, not, I don't want to say painful, but it's not going to be easy. And again, th- this is just a fraught conversation, but I th- think your point uh, is well made that at the end of the day, this is just somebody trying to sell you something. Yeah, that's my point at the end of the day. And that's why people.com is my And I hate it because the then people, what happens is people like, they do that thing. They're like, oh, well, I'm not going to buy this thing. I'm just going to do what they say she does. And then they're going to do it. And it's not going to work. And then they're going to be depressed. And then they're not going to do it. And then they're going to stop doing it. And then they're going to gain more weight. And then they're going to be more self, you know, um, defeating. Yeah. Well, that's the cycle that this article feeds into. Yeah. Is that, you know, they lay it out where all you have to do is buy into celebrity trainer Haley Pasternak's diet. And then you too will be exactly like Jessica Simpson when, Bradley, you've made that point. Everybody's body is different. Yes. And the other thing that we didn't talk about with her, and we were talking about this actually yesterday, and Colleen was in the room and she was like, adding sort of a, a a mother's perspective or a woman who's been pregnant like that. That's a whole different set of like um, challenges and issues to deal with. So like, again, to think that there's sort of a one, one uh, solution fits all. Yeah. Experience. That's one size fits all solution. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so buy people Bye. and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Who's your D bag, Bradley? Thank you for asking. Well, it was <laughs> going to be Miley Cyrus, but I changed it because I wanted to talk about this story. If you're just joining us, we're doing D bags um, on the Colleen and Bradley show, which is just celebrities behaving like idiots. And I wanted to specifically call out Radar Online and Christy Brinkley. Hello. <laughs> we see you, Christy Brinkley. What so, is she doing now that she's not on Dancing with the Stars after suffering that injury during rehearsal? Well, thank you for asking. Certainly trying to shame anyone who's questioning whether or not she faked her own injury to get her daughter uh, a turn on Dancing with the Stars. But in addition to that, um, the, the article that I want to reference is from Radar Online that says, here's the headline. Christy and Sailor get into fight at Dancing with the Stars rehearsal. There was yelling and tears. Brinkley insists her daughter must compete for herself and for Christy's legacy. Oh, um, so what legacy? I'm oh okay. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that. B. What legacy does Christy Brinkley have that? Her daughter's poor performance on Dancing with the Stars would tarnish. Well, what's interesting about this is this is going somewhere. So follow this. All right, let's go. So the story says they got into a fight yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whenever you see a story in Radar Online, you're not going to pay it much mind. Although you should ask yourself, like, they don't just publish nothing for nothing's sake. There's a purpose in here somewhere. And I think we'll get there in the end. But here's the story as they reported in Radar Online. They got into a fight yesterday. Sailor, 
according to the source. That's the daughter of Christy Brinkley, who was shoved onto Dancing with the Stars after her mother her mother allegedly twisted something or broke something. I don't know. Their x-rays, I don't know. Details. I think it's all lies, but whatever. Allegedly. Sailor feels the pressure that was thrown at her last minute. If it were up to Sailor, she would never have been thrown into it. She wasn't mentally or physically prepared for it. Um, Sailor was thinking she would come out... She would come on and cruise through. But this is like an Olympic sport. It uses muscles she's never used. And with Christy popping in and out of rehearsals, it's been tense between mother and daughter because everybody knows mothers and daughters don't get along. Christy insists that she must compete for herself and her legacy. There was yelling and tears. They fight and it's awkward. And Val is just sitting there like, what's going on with you ladies, you hysterical women? Okay, that's a dumb story. But dumb. what could possibly be going on here? And Holly, I happen to know that you may have an idea, thanks to a blind item uh, that we referenced, or that you referenced when we were talking about this earlier. Do you remember? Oh, the one that maybe from earlier this week. Yes. And I'm going to paraphrase it right now. But essentially, the blind item that we talked about was the fact that we are going to get Many planted stories from Team Christy Brinkley slash Sailor Brinkley Cook regarding her appearance on Dancing with the Stars and that this has been the plan all along. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what I think of this particular planted story does is somehow affirm that this is a real story. Okay, so go with me. I know this is a bit of a stretch. Storyception. But we believe that this story of Christy Brinkley having an injury... And, oh, I just happen to have this daughter who's ready to perform on this show. We kind of feel like that's a little stinky. It's a little smells. It's a little convenient. It's a little convenient. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, conspiracy theory in effect, uh, she planned this whole thing from the beginning. Okay, so if that's the case, then, hmm, all of a sudden in a tabloidy tabloid tabloid that publishes stories that are usually crap and fake, um, you have a story... That's not about that, or it's not about anything other than what appears to be legitimately going on between these two. So you see what I'm saying? Like, at the heart of the story, it's not questioning anything about whether or not um, she faked this injury to do this. This story, even though it's clearly false, still has the assumption that Christy really had an injury and really asked her daughter, and that, you know, the result is all this drama between the two of them. Right, that that this story in Radar Online that you're talking about, Bradley, is not even questioning what is really happening. It's completely going with the narrative that we think Christy Brinkley was trying to go with all along, using Dancing with the Stars as a platform for her daughter, Sailor, so that we can learn about who she is. So planting stories to the blind item's point, and the blind item is just a juicy bit of gossip that, trust me, comes from a place where juicy bits of gossip usually end up turning out to be true. They want to plant stories that affirm this idea that it really was Christy's injury that got sailor on this show so this is just one more way that you use the machine of you know the media celebrity media tabloid media to you know serve your own purposes hmm. see hmm. what i'm see, see, what, I'm see what you're yeah. saying oh, we got that all figured so out we stop s- it we radar s- we see you we see you over there and also christy brinkley nice try yeah thanks for playing
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from Celebrity D-Bags, we've got a reboot or get the boot. And this one is going to blow your mind. In fact, you probably didn't even remember the show because I don't know how many of you were alive to watch it on the TV. We'll tell you about it and see what you think when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, God, you guys, we made it to Friday. Don't look at the news. Oh, yeah. Just stick with us. Yep. Because I just made that mistake in the break, and I'm never doing it again, and you just need to stay with my Talk 1071. Thanks listening. for sharing all of that news with me, Bradley. Really You're welcome. appreciate it. You're welcome. I, I had to. Uh, I'm Bradley Trainer. No, I didn't. You're Holly Roberts. Rob over at the board. Colleen will be back on Monday. It is Friday. I'm so glad. I've got my pants off. I'm drinking some coffee. Okay, really, my pants aren't off. I'm just saying it's a mood that I'm in. You know, that Friday mood. Radio, <laughs> medium of the mind. <laughs> just imagine me with my pants off and a cup of coffee, kids. <laughs> All right, now we got to talk some TV, or actually TV that might be. And uh, we're going to ask ourselves, should this TV be reboot or get the boot? Reboot or get the boot? So should we uh, reboot or get the boot? And what are we rebooting or getting the boot, Holly? Shockingly, okay. this show is getting a sequel reboot. And this show made its debut on network television about 50 years ago. More what? than 50 years ago. Oh my yeah, God. We're going in the Wayback Machine to the show that you never thought would get the sequel reboot treatment. And that is Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes? With Colonel Clink. I don't don't remember the exact uh, theme, but I would recognize it if I heard it. The sitcom. Hogan's Heroes. Wait a minute. Okay, so that's the show. Wasn't that based on like Stalag 13, like an old like World War II movie escape from. It was a prisoner of war camp. Yeah, German prisoner of war camp during World War II. Yeah, not quite Stalag 17 with William Holden, but it took place in a Nazi prisoner of war camp. What better place to put a half-hour sitcom on network television but to set it in a Nazi prisoner of war camp? Well, that's Hogan's Heroes. You might remember it. Now, I think that a lot of people, maybe if you're under 30, Hogan's Heroes might be elusive to you. But Might I- be. It is. I guarantee you. If you are under the age of 40 or not Holly, 
you probably have <laughs> never heard of Hogan's uh, Heroes. But they showed this in reruns uh, right. on network TV here locally. And that's where I saw some of the episodes of Hogan's Heroes. So the plan is, according to Deadline.com, that there is going to be a reboot of Hogan's Heroes. Now, the show really can't pick up where it left off because history. But what's going to be happening in this Hogan's Heroes sequel is that it's going to follow the, mm, what will we call the descendants of the stars of Hogan's Heroes. And they are going to be going around the world on a treasure hunt. So all of these people are placed around the world. And the premise of this new Hogan's Heroes is that they are going on a global treasure hunt. Okay, this is so weird because this was a comedy. Again, this is a show that you couldn't do today, I don't think, because of the way we think about the subject matter. You're just not going to have a comedy with funny Nazis. I just don't feel like that's happening, right, in 2019. Yeah. But you have this show that was essentially, it had some, uh, well, I don't even know if they had Nazis. They were more like the German army officers. There might have been actual Nazis on the show. I don't remember. No, there are actual Nazis on the show, yeah. Um, But, you know... (laughs) This is such a bizarre premise of all the shows that I would think to bring back. So then you think about how they are going to bring it back based on the premise that you just shared. And I think to myself, well, that doesn't even sound like Hogan's Heroes. That just sounds like they used a vague, you know, like tie in somehow to connect with people who might be of a certain age. Like, what's the point of hearkening back to Hogan's Heroes when the show you've described to me doesn't seem to have anything to do with it. Unless, like, because it's in the future. Well, it's in present day, which is the future compared to Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, and it's like the descendants of, like, what, Clink? Yeah. The like, <laughs> yeah, the descendants like, of the prisoners or the yeah. descendants of the of the Germans. Well, we don't probably a little bit of both. I'm okay. assuming, and and only because we have a li- only scant information about this Hogan's Heroes sequel that is in the works in Hollywood. We all we have is that descendants of the original heroes are now scattered around the world, and then they're teaming up for a global treasure hunt. That speaks to me that maybe Colonel like Clank... Episode w- of sur- like, or a season of sur- uh, the Amazing, Amazing Race. Race. Yeah. Like, Bradley, do you remember Richard Dawson? Oh, yeah. I, Richard, Richard, who hosted do I family. remember <laughs> Well, Richard I'm just saying, Dawson. he hosted Family Feud, right? And before that, but, he was on Match Game, which is kind of where he, you know... But it took me years later to figure out that that's the guy that was on Hogan's Heroes, yes. too. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was where so he, he made the, his start, He was the British prisoner and there were a couple of american prisoners uh and a french guy and so and a bunch of their descendants are going to go on a treasure hunt wearing yeah. pickle helmets exactly this is so, so weird well what i'm thinking and I, i'm making up a story in my mind about what could possibly happen with yeah. that premise in this hogan's heroes sequel is that colonel clink was hiding some treasures yeah, oh, well, you know, yeah. there's the whole, like, Under Nazi, his coat. Nazi treasure. <laughs> He's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, like, you gotta, like, I feel like we're getting into territory that can be real. Is it going to be a comedy, per se? Uh, we don't know. Yeah, well, I think that there's going to be com- comedy elements because one of the names attached to this new version of Hogan's Heroes is Danny McBride. And Danny McBride is the, one of the minds behind such series as Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals, The Righteous Gemstones, which is currently on HBO. So he has a kind of a 
not necessarily a dark sense of humor, but something that I could see that he would want to align himself with this Hogan Heroes project. He also was the mind behind the Halloween reboot that was released mm-hmm. last year in movie theaters, and it was very Again, popular. Again, I just think it must be a very, like, that's a very bottom-of-the-barrel experience. Like, if you walked into a pitch meeting in 2018 and said, all right, picture it, Hogan's Heroes, their descendants... Like, I feel like half the people in the room would be like, what is a Hogan's hero? And then they'll be like, that's one of them shows that we turned the channel for when it came on because it was like our parents' TV. But you think you couldn't have a show like that today. I totally get that. But um, maybe they're thinking about Mel Brooks and the producers because how can you make the Nazis funny while he was brilliant at it? Yeah. Well, I mean... To make the absurdity Any, look of the in Nazis this day and funny. age, anything is possible. I'm not going to put anything past these people, but um, I, I mean, we just read the news during the break. Yeah, anything is possible. Literally, anything is possible. Yeah. Well, um, when do we have it? Do we have an, a date for when this is likely? No, we have we just absolutely know that it's- no information. All I can tell you is that these guys are going to be shopping around this project. Danny McBride and uh, another producer who actually has produced such projects as The Godfather, A Million Dollar Baby. So a person with legitimate producing cred in Hollywood is putting so his legit. muscle it's real. behind this. It's real, I, yes. I would say CBS All Access needs to pick this show up because, well, I kind of feel like that's their demo. Uh, and you old. Know, well, yes. I mean, <laughs> frankly, and I am a subscriber to CBS All Access, so that tells you what you need to know. Um, but yeah, I I feel like okay, sure, why not? Uh, you know, if if dazzle us, surprise us. I still feel like there are so many other shows from the '60s and '70s that you could you know revisit before you get to Hogan's Heroes. But what do I know? I'm not a big. I know nothing. I see go. nothing. So was, I feel like of the three of us, you have the uh, <laughs> deepest memory for Hogan's Heroes. It's deep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully, um, well, hopefully we won't have to wait too long to see what this is all about. Thank you for bringing it, Holly. Uh, when we come back, what do you think? Oh, gosh. Another show that's coming back. I'm very excited to tell you about. Holly's got all the latest on the comeback of E! True Hollywood Story. We'll tell you about that when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.